0: On this episode of AV Week, what does the AV market look like over the next two or three years? Are we going to grow or stagnate? How do you sell to CIOs and CTOs? And what would you change about the pro AV market? All that and more, next on AV Week.
1: The network for the AV industry.
0: What are you listening to? This This is AV. This. this. This is, this. is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation. AV Week is brought to you by our fine group of underwriters, companies like Crestron Electronics. This is AV Week, episode 269, recorded Friday, October 21st, 2016. Belly-to-belly sales. Ready. AV, AV Week. Performing scan. Week. Online. This is AV Week. This is AV Week, your weekly wrap-up of audiovisual news and information. My name is Tim Albright. I am your host with us to talk about said news and information, my buddy, pal, and a guy I call mentor, and I have to pay him for said service, his name is Brock McGinnis. How are you, sir? I am well, Tim. Nice to be back on AV Week. Oh, thank you so much. He's from Westbury National, and um, I guess technically this we could call this the Canadian show. Uh, because our other guest is his name is Ed Ed Chaudhry from Avon View is in the Great White North and uh, thank you to Avon View they're one of our underwriters welcome Ed.
2: Hi Tim and nice to be here again.
0: Absolutely thank you so much both of you. Uh, real real briefly uh, our condolences to Mister McGinnis on the exiting of, of the Blue Jays in the uh, the ALCS but they at least got second place so.
1: Second place is good, and yeah. as Canadians, we're comfortable with second place. Especially in baseball, all, not in hockey. It also, it also gives us a lot of uh, free time to do things like, oh, come on, AV Week. Well, thank you. <laughs> Cause, that. Cause if there was a game on now, you wouldn't have a lot of our attention.
0: That, that is, that is pro- fairly accurate. All right. A couple things this week. Uh, First and foremost, this is from Newsmakers.com. And and being the guy who pulls the stories, it's interesting where some of my stories come from sometimes. This was one um, that came out of an interesting website, Newsmaker.com.au, so Australia. But they're looking at um, different market reports for the pro-AV industry. And uh, they have things like... um, uh, global markets um, by displays, acquisitions. They, they name a couple of the key um, manufacturers as well as uh, a couple of the key integrators in the industry. Um, they look at it from both global as well as a, as an, as a U.S.-based and, and Canadian-based standpoint. But they're looking at it through 2020, and that's why I wanted to grab both uh, Brock and, and Ed on this. Brock from the integration side, Ed from the manufacturer side, and Brock, I'm going to take it from you to kick this off. Where do you see our market going um, and this can be globally or this can be you know North American based but where do you see us going in the next three to four years? Are we growing are we stagnant or are we shrinking back?
1: Um, so I think that uh, that ed as a manufacturer and a you know global manufacturer probably has a better 10,000 foot view than I do on um, on this kind of question tim because i you know i tend to focus much more on my local market my regional market uh, what's happening in canada the united states Um, we don't see the market uh, getting smaller Uh, it is very very difficult these days for anyone to have a meeting without a display and as soon as you need a display you need all the bits and pieces that connect Whatever device your content is on to your display, you need to be able to communicate uh, over a phone line or a network line uh, with, uh, with people in other meeting rooms and other cities. And uh, at least for us, we see this just growing and growing and growing. Um, it's, uh, it's a great time to be
2: in the audiovisual industry.
0: All right, Ed, uh, Brock mentioned it. You've got a 10,000 or 20,000 foot view. Where do you see us going?
2: Well, first of all, I agree with Brock. It's a great time to be in the AV industry, and you can see it from ten thousand feet away, and you can also see it from ten miles away up in the sky that it is only growing. And with I, we see we we see the Canadian and the U.S. market. We also see a lot of international uh, integrators that we work with, and it's all in the up and up. One interesting fact that I've noticed is that a lot of uh, integrators are merging to become bigger yeah because the market is is there and uh, uh, and there needs to be a more uh, you know well-rounded player to cater to all these co- companies and all their requirements uh, whether it's you know a is a big field with um, you know whether it's if conferencing boardroom solutions signage uh, a lot of collaboration is just increasing you know with with all the uh, services and apps and everything that's available now to us, uh, you know, the the information highway has, the, the AV industry is becoming that conduit to expose and to bring that, um, all the, that visual uh, experience to the customer. And I think uh, it's only growing uh, a lot of, uh, I've seen a lot of uh, people, uh, companies that are, getting together, buying other companies out just to cater to the growth. Uh, so that's what we've seen, and uh, we're working with people worldwide, uh, and the type of applications that are coming are phenomenal. Like the ideas that are out there that people, what they want to do with a simple display and how they want to manage uh, their business lives or uh, and their signage lives with this is, is phenomenal. It's, it's just great.
0: It, Brock mentioned Ed, that the, the, there's not a meeting now without some sort of display. You know, you, you mentioned the influx of technology, and I would add to that the comfort level that folks are having now with technology. And, and some of that is older generations getting used to technology. The other part of that is is as the next generation is coming up, they've grown up with technology. What do you? All of that mixed in there is is all of that. What's driving the industry, or is there some other factor that that's driving? what both you and, and Brock see as, as kind of growth in the industry?
2: Well, I think it's that, but there's also just a general uh, a general volume of everybody wants to be ready uh, for what's next. And, you know, the the meetings and the and uh, the different events that I've attended over the last six months, uh, whether it's, you know, the people talking about what's next in IoT or what's next on, um, you know, Video conferencing, or what's the next uh, thing on signage? Uh, there's just so much uh, technology advancements, and the companies that are uh, that obviously don't want to fall behind are on the forefront of that and trying to take advantage of that.
1: All right, Very good, Tim. I think yes, it's sir. an an evolution in human behavior. Um,
0: okay.
1: you know we're we're having more meetings, um, but those meetings aren't formal sit down uh, with a binder full of papers kind of meetings Uh, you know we're uh, we are having a meeting right now it just happens to be being recorded uh, for other people to watch in the future well this is happening every day Um, you know corporations are are having collaborative gatherings they're sharing information they're making reports and Folks in another time zone, or perhaps on another continent, that couldn't attend that meeting are watching it later. It's occurring all the time, uh, using exactly you know the same kind of a vehicle that we're using now with Hangouts, uh, using Skype for Business, uh, you know, using consumer grade Skype, using some of the, the fancier virtual meeting rooms. So uh, part of it is is that the um, uh, the generational shift. The adoption of uh, uh, technology by you know digital natives and Gen X's, Gen Y's, Gen Z's um, has pushed up through the workplace. You know the the foundational change has actually occurred within the um, within the IT departments. Once upon a time, IT were the protectors of the corporate fortress, yep. and now they are servants of. Uh, of what an enterprise needs to do in order to speed up decision-making cycles and uh, and get things happening. It's, um, and as soon as you need to have a meeting with somebody who's a uh, 1,000 miles away, you need a camera, you need a microphone, a, you need a screen to see them on. And if you're going to do that uh, face-to-face like we're doing now, wonderful if you're going to do it in a group of four or six or eight or 18 people, um, that's where the audiovisual industry comes in uh, we are as much conferencing people now as we are audiovisual people and uh, uh, and it's it's fantastic We're we're helping people do what they do
0: well that's that's a very nice transition into our our next story actually and that's how to sell to the CIO and the IT managers almost things like like I paid Brock for that um, <laughs> Here we go. This is from uh, Samantha Osowski from avnetwork.com. And I'm going to read a a quote she says. She said presenting the CIO or other C-suite prospects is a different story. Quote, unquote, refining your message to focus on how the service will impact the organization, not on the technicalities, will resonate better with the C-level. Mr. McGinnis, we will start with you on this. How do you sell? to the aforementioned it department the cio the cto uh, when you're a, an integrator
1: so sales 101 okay um and uh ed may be actually able to speak to uh, speak to this at least as well if not better than i can because he's a heck of a salesperson uh, sales 101 is being able to determine what kind of buyer that you're sitting in front of Um, are you sitting in front of a detail person? Um, are you sitting in front of, uh, somebody who wants to hear about what the product does rather than what it is? And I think that's what the blog was all about. Um, I, I, one of the first sales training courses that I took, uh, probably wasn't in the seventies. It was probably in the eighties, but it talked about how to sell drill bits. by helping people understand the magnitude of the hole that they would create. People don't want drill bits, they want holes. Uh, CIOs don't want AV systems, they want what AV systems do. And I I really think that that was the point that uh, the blog was attempting to communicate. Um, It's not, uh, it it is something I guess that you can teach salespeople, but most of us have learned this uh, over time uh, or it comes naturally to us. You assess the buyer, uh, you assess what their particular needs are. Uh, IT managers often want a lot of detail, um, pages and pages and pages of RFP detail, whereas their bosses want to know the price and what the risks are, uh, because often it's all about the risk, and uh, and they want to know what the benefits are, because they've got to walk into a finance or a capital allocation meeting and uh, convince the others within their corporation that this is the best thing to spend that money on right now, it, it, and that's what we try and do.
0: Okay, so so let me understand: is it is it more along the lines of understanding the person as as opposed to the position?
1: Yes. Okay. All right, uh, Ed, It's about it's it's all know, about I, it's all about the person. <laughs>
0: all about the person. All
2: right, Ed. I'm same. I'm ready to talk? Yes, absolutely. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, thanks, Brock. Uh, no, you, you've hit the nail on the head. Uh, it's about putting yourself in their shoes and giving them what they need. On the CIO type of C level uh, management where you're selling to, they need to know what the overall efficiencies are, you know, what what it's going to achieve and what the benefits on are. Uh, are on a high level, right? The end user experience and things like that. Uh, with the IT managers, I and mean, we, I deal a lot with uh, the I, technical managers uh, all the time. And for them, it's about uh, technical points, selling points. You know, whether it's uh, you know what question technical questions like bandwidth and latency and things like that that we're always addressing. Uh, and obviously, they need. They need something easy to use and easy to implement. Uh, but the high-level side when it comes to management is, you know, is it affordable and ho- how fast can we implement it? Uh, and is it suitable? Uh, uh, will it will it make the organization productive, right? So, you know, you hit the nail on the head again. You You know, it's all about analyzing who you're talking to and giving them the solution that they need. Let me and, and,
0: Go ahead, and Brock.
1: Well, what I was going to say, Tim, is that this is not just about selling. This is uh, this is about communicating. Okay. Everybody learns differently. Uh, I learn by reading. I'm I'm old school. My son learns by watching videos. My wife learns by listening to people. And so, uh, whether we're training our staff. Uh, You know, whether we're, even when we're communicating within the family, finding ways to do that the most effectively based on what the listener needs and the listener responds to. And and it's a real challenge in today's business community because mostly, and, and I'm sure Ed has many of the same frustrations, we'd love to be able to sit down in front of that CIO, but that CIO doesn't have time to see us.
0: This is more about the person. And how, it, and how they learn and how they communicate. So how do you find that out? If they don't have time to, to, to see you, if they don't have time to talk with you, if they, if they want you to write you know a, a hundred page dissertation on, on why you should be able, allowed to sell to them, how do you find out how they buy?
1: Uh, it may be, have been the point of the blog, Tim. Oh, is, that, okay. uh, is, is that you have to make an assumption, a generic assumption, that a CIO wants to talk about value and wants to talk about impact and outcomes, and a uh, an IT manager wants to talk about uh, the details and uh, the line item pricing and all of that kind of thing. I, I think that was likely what she was addressing in her blog. Oh, yeah. It's just a lousy way to sell.
0: <laughs> it's a, well, you know. And here's the thing. So, you know, I, I am the salesperson for, for Aviation. And I've learned a lot in, in the last year. Uh, I, I just got a notification the other day on Facebook that, that that last week was my first. A year ago Monday was my, was my one-year anniversary, I guess, is the best way to put this. And I have learned so much about sales and communication in the last year. It's not even funny. Again, people like Brock have helped me out along the way. And I have learned that regardless of the title, everybody is different. And Brock made that point. Everybody is different. And what they're looking for is different in the process right now of, of reading a book um, called Same Side Selling. Um, a gentleman by the name of Ian Altman, actually, who will be at, at the AV Executive Conference at Infocom this, in, next month. And it, it, the reason I'm, I'm reading is because he, he was. we did a podcast for them and, and what he was talking about struck a chord with me so significantly that I, I went out on Amazon and bought the book. And that's the idea of you're selling solutions, to, to Brock's point about the drill bits. Here's the thing, though. If what you're selling doesn't resonate with them, then you should be, first of all, honest with yourself, but also honest with them and say, you know what, look. This is what we do, right? We do X, Y, and Z. If that's not what you need, and, and you you figure that out through discussion, great, awesome, groovy. Here's some folks over here that may be able to help you out because we're not it, right? Um, if if you need a, a, a quarter inch hole drilled in your into your you know boards, and and I sell I don't know Sanders, then I'm not for you. You know Ed's for you. Ed Ed sells great drill bits. Um, but I guess what I'm drilling, or no, no pun intended, what I'm drilling into here is how do you have that conversation? How do you get to that person when they're looking for an RFP, right? They, they want a piece of paper, they want an email, they want a video, they want a short synopsis. How do you get to that table to have that conversation? Neither blank of you, yes. Yeah, I was gonna
2: say neither of you want to ah, step on that no, I'd like to, I, I would yes. like to actually bring that in and yep. it's a great point you know when Brock just mentioned you know it's boring it's bland when you're just talking about facts and figures yes. right this is what it does this is how it's going to you know the cost or the numbers or, or all that stuff right and you know as as face-to-face sales, I've learned belly-to-belly sales for the last you know, 15, 20 years I've been doing. And I have uh, seen that when you're in front of somebody, you're getting their feedback. You're understanding and listening to what their needs and requirements are. And if in my power, I believe that this is something that I can help the customer with, Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna convince them because I know it's good for them. Right, uh, it'll solve their problem. It'll help them with uh, with a solution, and they would need it. Right, otherwise they will have an unsolved, you know, uh, an unsolved problem. And, and that's be, where and
0: they'll be dissatisfied with you and the entire system.
2: Exactly. So again, if if we don't have a solution for them, then you know we we must. I, I hate to leave a customer empty. I've even in my career, I've. Uh, we're a hardware manufacturer. We're not uh, an integrator where we can say, okay, if if this product isn't working, uh, let's you know, let's get another one from another manufacturer, right? So, I could I've done it before where I've said, you know, there's another manufacturer out there, and if that product works for you, that's better because it's not about us. It's about the customer solution, right? They have to be satisfied. Uh, and that's brought us a lot of um, business back because they know that we're, you know, we're going to be honest with them, and we're going to give them a solution that works for them, uh, and we're going to stand behind it, right? Yeah, and we're going to believe in it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, go ahead, Ned. Go ahead, sir.
1: I um, I will jump in. It, Tim, sales, and and I may have said this to you. Sales is simply a process of helping mm-hmm. someone get. What they want, what they need, or what they ought to have—that's all it is. And when you are sitting in front of uh, a potential customer and have that attitude, that comes through, you know, very, very clearly uh, to the customer. As a sales process, um, you know, you, it, it's really one of finding out what it is they want, or what they need, or what they ought to have. Um, and, uh, and so th- there's, <laughs> there's no stress in that, Tim. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I know that this has been a new role for you because you're, uh, you know, you're considering yourself a salesperson, but you know, when you, uh, approach somebody like, uh, like Ed and say, Ed, I think that it would be fantastic if your company became an underwriter for AV Nation. Uh, you're also at the same time meeting meeting one of Ed's needs. Yeah. Avenue needs to get their name out to the audiovisual community. We in Canada know who they are. Uh, you know They've been in business here a long time and they make great product, but uh, there's a whole wide world of AV people that have never heard uh, of Avenue or had an opportunity to hear what Ed has to say about his, his products. So you know, when you ask Ed that question and uh, to which I understand Ed said yes, which I think is a fantastic thing. You're meeting Ed's needs. You're giving him something. Uh, It's what we all do. So when we're sitting in front of any given buyer, RFP or non RFP, but if we're, if we have an opportunity to sit in front, we're really just trying to figure out what that person needs. Um, and we're going to, if I don't have anything that's going to make a customer happy, if if for example, I find myself at a meeting where a client needs absolutely the lowest price, I'm in the wrong place because yeah. that's not what our business is. Our business is quality, our business is service, but it sure as heck isn't about being cheapest. Um, and uh, so I say thank you very much. I can't help you.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely. All right, guys, uh, last one here, and I'll let you get, uh, get on your weekend. Um, it, it comes from uh, Innovate on the Net, and uh, it's, a, it's a UK, UK uh, publication that, that serves the market. And there's no story here for me to show up. It's, there's a video, actually, and it's, it's a well, pretty well-done interview with a bunch of folks. But the question caught me off guard, and I want to ask you, and, and Ed will start with you. This, the question is simply this. What would you change about the pro-AV market? So, Mr. Ed, what would you change about the AV market?
2: So, the so when I was when I was uh, contemplating uh, reading this, uh, listening to this video, um, I was thinking that the point of view of the integrator uh, and Brock, you would be best to comment on this, uh, is that you're sitting in the middle. Of the whole picture, right? As an integrator, you're dealing with the vendors, you're dealing with the customer, so you're the link that's you're the glue that's that's uh, that's getting everybody together. So, out of uh, having that collaboration, you're the center key. And communication, I believe, is uh, is the number one uh, is the number one secret sauce. Is more collaboration. Uh, between inner uh, integrators, project managers, uh, you know, between IT security and uh, and the manufacturer, so all these things once they come together, if there was a platform or if there was a standard or something that that would come about to help, you know, I think there's there's still room for a lot of players to come in and help in that collaboration piece.
0: All right, very good, uh, Mr. McGinnis. You'll have the last word on this. What would you change? about the AV market
1: it's uh, it's an interesting question uh, the biggest thing that needs to change is how we think about ourselves there are so many small businesses in audiovisual um, and so many uh, of the people that practice AV uh, you know they started with a tool belt and a van and they've evolved into uh, bigger businesses. There are also a lot of very small manufacturers, yeah. and you start from making one or two or five products, um, maybe in a garage at the house, uh, and then evolve to being, you know, a a larger manufacturer. Um, and we're pretty small-minded. The manufacturers are small-minded. The uh, many of the companies, many of the individuals involved, are small-minded. We're not. Um, we're not big business people, and as a result, I think that we limit a lot of the things that we're able to do. Um, and it's a, uh, uh, I, I, I believe every year we're getting a little bit more professional, and we're getting a little bit more, perhaps like the IT industry or some other elements of the uh, electronics industry um but it, it's uh tim it's not about what would i change it's about what has to change
0: you, you said it has to change what happens if it doesn't
1: what happens if it doesn't change well
0: i don't think it i don't think it is status quo that's why i wanted to ask the question
1: i i don't think it is status quo either i think we'll be subsumed by the it industry Um uh, you know they'll just ab- absorb us in And the quality uh, of the things that we do so much better than they do on site service, good audio, good visuals um, and creativity, uh, which the IT industry doesn't have a lot of in terms of of uh, communication, um, that all of that will be lost and will all just be, you know, crimping RJ45 connectors uh, on. uh on things um surface hub is kind of a start to that all right so <laughs> i think we got to change
0: i think I, I i agree with you so all right that that's going to do it uh ed thank you so much sir
2: uh, thank you for having me and uh nice uh seeing you again brock i'll probably be seeing you in a couple of weeks as well i'll be in atlanta
1: oh fantastic okay. good to hear yeah. since we never get to see each other in toronto
2: exactly <laughs>
0: Yeah, they're, they're two blocks away from each other, and they're, they're going to go to Atlanta to see each other. So, uh, How do people find you or Avonview?
2: So, avonview.com. Uh, my email is edmund at avonview.com, and uh, my Twitter handle is edmundc and at Avonview.
0: All right, very good. Mr. McInnes, thank you, sir, as always.
2: Always good
1: to talk to you, Tim.
0: Absolutely. How do people find you and or uh, Westbury National?
1: Oh, we're at uh, westbury.com, and I'm uh, available on Twitter at uh, Brock McGinnis. Uh, I'm sure if they need to track me down, they'll find me in one of those two places. So, yeah, a very, uh, uh, very good. Uh, and in, in, the, uh, in the upcoming weeks, I get to attend the Total Technology Summit, uh, which will be a lot of fun. Uh, and the following week, uh, Infocom's AVEC conference, which I am really looking forward to this year. Uh, they've got a just a super speakers uh, list of speakers set up, um, larger group of attendees. This is the first time that AVEC has uh, been combined with Infocom's live events uh, group, and uh, and it's it's going to be um, uh, I, I believe an epic kind of a conference. Yeah. Uh,
0: I agree with that. I, I mentioned the the book I'm reading now. Ian Altman is, is one of those speakers who, yes. who will be there at that event. Um, I'll join you at, at AVEC next week. Uh, if you're listening to this uh, sometime in the week of the 24th and you're in New York, I will be at the New York Digital Science Week. Uh, check us out. Uh, if you if you can't come by or you're nowhere near New York, you can watch us live twice next week. It's crazy. Uh, on Monday, we'll be broadcasting live from Times Square. Thanks to uh, the uh, good folks mm. at Dectronics. Yeah. It was awesome nice. last year. It was a good time. Uh, we'll do the same thing in the same place last, uh, as last year. Uh, going to uh, Coffee and Controversy with the Digital Science Federation. And then Wednesday, uh, our second uh, live show will be uh, broadcasting live from the Christie uh, Experiential Networks. So uh, check that out if you would, please. Uh, also check out our website, avianation.tv. Um, Mr. Tucker mentioned the fact that last, uh, uh rolled this out last week. We are doing uh, our first annual Aviation Awards. All listener-based, all all viewer-based. Um, go by, tell us what you think. Uh, right now is the nomination process. The month of December will be the actual voting, so uh, check that out also. And uh, our other uh, podcast, we've got one on residential, a uh, brand-new State of Control just posted. We have a, a new uh, ed tech coming down the line, so all those are also available on the website, avnation.tv. avnation.tv. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching. This Take has care. been have a- AV Week.
2: i